1: Good evening and welcome to another episode of It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. It's a reduced uh, squad tonight that we've got on, it's just Tom and Steve, no Scotsman or Irishman tonight with us. Tom, apart from the football, how are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah,
2: I'm alright, I don't know, it's, it's put a bit of a, a dampener on, on the whole weekend to be honest, I sort of didn't. Didn't bother to watch any other football after that result. Um, so, yeah, it's had a bit of a knock-on effect, if I'm perfectly honest, but otherwise I'm all right.
1: Probably a good job we didn't have Tony Cotty on this week, is not it, Steve? Because we, we were full of positivity with him last week and uh, it didn't quite turn out to be as fruitful as that.
0: No. <laughs> I think it's a, we haven't got anyone on tonight, really. Yeah, yeah well,
1: uh, we'll try and keep it upbeat-ish. We'll try you good
0: yeah uh, yes uh, I mean I've had a busy day fortunately take my mind off uh, Saturday um, and we just had to have uh, Amber put down tonight so that's a that's uh, something else that's uh, sad to add to but
1: the know, that is sad sorry to hear that
0: yeah she just come to the end of the time
1: that's the dog isn't it yeah yeah, just didn't want anyone to think he had a family member called Amber that we've uh, we've had to let go of tonight. You're yeah, yeah. Sorry to hear that. Anyway, right, let's start to talk about some football. Tom, we went into the game at the weekend as probably second favourites, but give me your opinion on how the game went and uh, and where things went wrong. Um.
2: Well, wow. <laughs> well, let's let's not be. Uh... Bit about the bush it was always it was always going to be a tough game. We knew that Forest were going to, gonna to want the points probably more than us uh, based on you know the well it, it kind of feels like it's worth more to them at the moment, which is which is depressing really. Um, obviously they, they want to do everything they can to stay up and I think we're we're still in that kind of thing where we're not sure where we stand in, in the table anymore. Um I think if you look at the next
1: five games, you're going to be fairly sure we oh, where oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The next the next five games certainly look, look incredibly difficult. But um
1: yeah, it, it was a hard,
2: hard watch to be honest. Um the first half was so open. Um and we should have really done better to take our chances. I mean, some some of those were absolutely on a plate. Um, and second half, I don't I don't know what. I don't know what happened, mate. It was it was just a disaster and there was just no fight back from us.
1: That's been a problem, isn't it? I've seen, Steve, a stat that we've only scored two equalisers all season this season so far, and they were in games that we lost 5-2 to Brighton and 6-2 to uh, Spurs. So that's not a good sign, is it?
0: No, uh, I think it's a sign of brittle confidence and a lack of leadership on the field, which I've talked about a lot, and... Um, uh, to be honest, it was we didn't do bad in the first half, did we? We've got to remember Forest haven't lost at home since the beginning of September, and we more than matched them. And Barnes should have put us one up, but second half was awful.
1: Mm. Um, you say that about Forest. I think from my my point of view, I thought they were extremely poor first half. Probably one of the people that I've yeah. seen them out for. I thought they were poor. Um, yeah. the difference really was again uh, defensive errors, really, wasn't it? In terms of both goals. Uh, stepping up not quite fast enough for the first and Lewis Brunt looked like he was running a treacle for the second
0: yeah I I mean I think Tielemann's lost the ball right on the edge of their area for the first goal didn't he and um, yeah it was just a simple ball through beaters I don't know what Ward was doing Um, he obviously thought he could get the ball and and then couldn't so backed out and left it left it easy for Johnson I think so a, a poor goal and then I think Brunt just lost his man, to be honest. I think he was ball-watching and lost his man, and he got a couple of strides on him, and that was enough.
1: Yeah, it was interesting one, though, Tom, that actually the chances we had were at nil-nil. Once they laid a glove on us, we didn't look like putting one back on them, did we?
2: We didn't at all, and, and that's what's the most frustrating, really, for me. Um, I mean, we're, we're passing side-to-side side in the last 10 minutes, and we're, we're still playing out from the back. I just don't understand it at all. Um, you know, in, in the first half, we, we had a few a few decent chances, like, like we've said with, um, with Albrighton swinging swinging crosses in, but we just, I don't know, it's like we completely changed negatively. It was bizarre, and I just don't know what what Rogers is trying to get out of the team.
1: Well, you speak about Albrighton there, Tom. You know, a bit of a worry as people say, "Look, it's 2023; He shouldn't be <laughs> anywhere near the lineup." I thought he was one of our better players on on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I'd say him and and Mendy were, were probably the better players in there. Um, who, again, you know, he's not had many minutes recently, has he? So, mm. um, first time the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We're, yeah, we're really struggling. Every, every time we put a line up, out now, you're just thinking, oh, God, it's like it's like the third team going out
1: there. It's, it's really sort of clear to see, Steve, at the moment, we're in a relegation battle, aren't we? That, that's going to probably last for the second half of the season. Is that is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, unless some kind of miracle happens. I mean, as you said, we've got some difficult games going up and uh, and we're not playing any, any better, of course. We beat Forest, and that started a bit of a run pre the World Cup, but um, the lack of form since we've come back has been alarming and um, the lack of confidence that's there. I mean, as Tom said, there was no fight back in the second half once we went a goal down, all of our own making again. Um,
1: Why what, what, what is there
0: no fight? I just think it's a lack of confidence, lack of belief. You know, this, this comes back to the... What are we players for, really? You know, they should have a bit more about them than that. And obviously, it's Rogers' job to motivate them.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think the problem there, sorry, Mark, is, um, you know, you, you're looking for a player that like to step up to it. And I mean, on the pitch at the moment, you've perhaps got Tillemans and Barnes. And when Barnes has had 45 to 60 minutes of you know, woeful misses and you know runs where he doesn't kind of create anything at the end of it, um, his confidence is just absolutely sharp. There's, there's not a Madison on the pitch. Vardy's not scoring. I think has it has been always,
1: awful. So, all this extra pressure on Madison now when he eventually returns, whenever that might be, he, he's going to be seen as the one man to drag us out of this, isn't he?
0: Yeah, if he doesn't get...
1: If he doesn't get what? Sorry, Steve. Sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to dwell too much on the game from from Saturday, but it was disappointing for the fans that went over there as as well. Um, it's not a long way to go, but to go into enemy territory, as it were, and, and to see that sort of performance, can you understand the fans' frustration, Steve, on the on the back of that? Because there's been some some real strong feeling around the the quality of performance that that was put before them on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, you expect to see some fight at least, don't you? I mean, Forest aren't bad at home. As you said, they were pretty awful in the first half. And and it was a defeat of our own making, mistakes at the back, missing golden opportunities up front. And uh, just uh, no excuse for a lack of fight. I mean, if we were all over them for the last 30 minutes and uh, trying to push for an equaliser or to get back in the game... Uh, and given it their all, then we're going to be disappointed, but at least you can't fault the effort. But there's none of that at the minute.
1: Well, you don't feel that though, do you? As soon as we go 1 0 down, it sort of feels like game over. Yeah. And that's a real concern. You know, I think that's the Fulham game where we did, we had a real good go for that last half an hour against Fulham, and we really looked like we might get back in it. We were We were lucky, I think, on that occasion. But there was none of that against Forrest. And I look through that 11, Tom, that's out there. and look for the leadership and the fighters within that. And those that really, really care about where we are at the moment. You've got half the squad that, or half the team that's out there, have been told they're not good enough by Rodgers and he's looking to move them on. Right. You've got Tillemans as a captain or vice-captain that probably doesn't want to be there. You've got a guy up front who is a legend in his own Lifetime, but he scored one goal all season. He doesn't look like scoring a second. So, where can you expect the fight to come from?
2: Well, yeah, yeah, you make a good point. I think. Well, I I think we we need certain changes that are beyond the squad that we're putting on the pitch, and um, yeah, some someone needs to shake them up and say, "Look, you're not going to be in this league much longer if this is this is the way you're carrying
1: on." It's, it's an almighty fall though, isn't it? From where we were two seasons ago. Uh, last Absolutely, season, yeah. Compared to missing out on the Champions League on the last day and being yeah. considered one of the big boys to, at that stage with almost the same bunch of players, which I know is part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, everyone's moved forward and we've stood still a little bit or probably even regressed in that time. But, but it's, it's a hell of a fall. I don't think we've had one as big as this. Steve?
0: Um, uh, Well, maybe um, after O'Neill left, we had a big fall. I don't know that it was as big, but, um, you know, we were there challenging top half, winning cups, and and then we were relegated um, under Taylor and um, after a pretty good start to the season as well. So... And and it took us a long time to recover from that. That's the worry, isn't it? And um, are they going to go ahead with the ground expansion and everything else if we hit, if we're going down? Um,
1: the bookies are book saying that we're we're not one of the favourites still. That's crazy to me. We're seventh favourite. So you've got Leeds, Wolves, Forest, Southampton, Everton, and Bournemouth. They're saying are more likely to go down. That's uh, that's astounding to be watching what we've been watching for the last certainly since the World Cup. Well, I
0: think that's based on the squad and the squad strength when we've got a fully fit squad, right? And and uh, we've got a bit of confidence back. We shouldn't be where we are. That's the worst thing about it. Um, there's some woeful teams down there, but we are there because we're as bad.
1: Go back to the game, Tom, on Saturday, no complaints to have lost that game in the end in terms of it being a fair result. They were the better side overall, weren't they? Um, <laughs> I su- Well,
2: I suppose, yeah, the way that they've managed the game in the second half, you know, they're bringing on subs. They're, they're, they're taking the chances. That's that's the main thing. They're taking the chances that were there for them. Um, the are the targeting our weak points. You know, we, we said on the day that the fullbacks backs they just weren't at it. They weren't good enough. Um, central defence, we know as soon as they get in the mess... That's it. So, yeah, yeah, I suppose you, you can't have any complaints because we, we just didn't play to what we should be able to, but but we haven't done all season. So, um, yeah, so it's, a, it's still a tough one to take.
0: Well, you raised think. a good like the, the people that have been reliable in the past aren't anymore. Right? Mm. So, yeah. Had a pretty woeful game, and um, he was always someone you could rely on. He probably wasn't going to be the game changer that Ricardo is, right? So maybe Ricardo and JJ are the uh, would be the first two choice fullbacks. But he he never looked like he led us down in the past, Castania. and he's had a fairly poor season. Wolf has been woeful. Yeah, seems to be getting worse and worse from season to season. Um, yuri has been a bit up and down hasn't he, he's had his good games actually his good moments in games but it, not to the level that we would expect of him from a consistent basis and then you've got Jamie Vardy uh, wow. and you would always like the chance he got against Newcastle uh, I thought that's, that's it, we're back in the game and I, I couldn't believe he missed it um, you know and, and then I just think we'd be better off trying two up front as well, right? Because none of the forwards are playing that well, and then Barnes, right, has been really good at times. He's been woeful the last few games.
1: Yeah, he has. Yeah, since the World Cup, he's been absolutely shocking.
0: Yeah, well, fast. I mean, he's making Big Dan look good at the minute. Yeah.
1: Well, there's okay. <laughs> actually, throughout that team, there's a, there's probably five, six, seven players that you would say are not good enough to play in any other Premier yeah. League side. So you'd start off with a goalkeeper there and say, is he a Premier League goalkeeper? And for for me, he's not. Luke Thomas is not a Premier League quality left back. And I think that's a fact. Absolutely. Um, Coming to midfield, you've got Mendy, who sort of does a job. Wilfred, indeed, he's been absolutely terrible. So he's a quality player. I know he's a quality player. I hope he can get back to where he was before the injuries. But he's not at that level at the minute. I don't don't think our squad are at a Premier League level, and I I'd describe it, Steve, as a, as a perfect storm at the minute because you've got a manager who's not inspiring confidence. You know, after the game on Saturday, there was 91% of fans on a poll that I saw on, on Twitter saying that they would like a change in, in manager. 91%, that's probably the highest that I've seen. You've got owners that aren't putting money where their mouth is in terms of the transfer window, or can't, depending if you, you're listening yeah. to the financial fair play side of, of things, but they are very, very quiet. And um, You've got players who are off form, players that aren't good enough, injuries. It, it's it's a real real worry, and you look at that and you think, I don't know how we're going to get out. I don't know where the next point's coming from.
0: No, uh, and I think look, financial fair play is a, is a serious consideration now. They're doing it the way they're doing it as a percentage of revenue, and and that points to uh, Roger's old mate who's gone now, and some of the signings we panic signings we made. Yeah. With them paying them high wages, they don't want to leave. I mean, Vestergaard could at the start of the season, but it would have been for roughly half the money he's on the Leicester. So he decided against it. Didn't make the World Cup squad for Denmark as a result, right? But he's still getting 30-odd grand a week more than he would have done Mm -hmm. if he was... Um, So, uh, you know, we've made some poor signings, paid them too much, can't get rid of them. Um, uh, No doubt we'll clear the decks quite a bit ahead of next season. But what kind of core squad are we going to have? Virtually no, not. not. Because at the moment, you can't say we've got any strikers that are going to strike fear in the, in the Premier League. We haven't got any defenders that are rock solid at all. And we've got Tielemans, who's, who's not bad in, in some games, but is he going to stay? Probably not, is the view. And then Madison, who's been a saviour, this season but is he going to stay why would he want to stay? you wouldn't have thought so
1: you wouldn't want to he's too good he's too good for us and that hurts to say that but he is yeah. on a different level to the rest of the players around him Yeah, as you, as you know Tom Right, when I used to play at school that's no fun for anyone
0: <laughs> well dear
1: the financial fair play thing. Now, I'm going to come back to that because it does get talked about quite a bit. I, I've read an article today saying that the average wage, the average wage at Leicester City is ninety two thousand pounds a week. That is crazy Incredible. for the quality we've got in that squad. The lack of quality we've got in that squad. Yeah. you've got Ryan Bertrand on eighty grand a week. We haven't seen him kick a ball.
2: God, he was awful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but eight, eighty grand a week, and he's turning Absolute. out. Chelsea sitting there more often than he's seen at Leicester. Crazy. You got Vestergaard, eighty grand a week, or whatever he's on. Th- th- this is this is Rogers that's put and the board that have put these on on that money. So it's not yeah. like an act that we're we're up against it from financial fair play, is it?
0: No, I mean we've we've spent money, um, maybe not massive money on transfers, but we've spent money on bringing players in that aren't good enough and paid them extortionate wages. Which they won't get anywhere else. So why wouldn't they see out of the contracts? And that's the problem. We need to get rid of some. I think Fafana's created space, and obviously Schmeichel's created some space in in, in terms of wages. But um, we really need to get rid of some of the others: Perez and Bertrand Vestergaard, even Sionchu
2: if he doesn't want to play for us anymore. Yeah. But,
1: well, when,
2: when we get rid of those, what does that leave us with? Because
1: <laughs> seventeen players get... come out of contracts in the next eighteen months. Seventeen. Right. So it doesn't leave you. There. It doesn't leave the you with a disaster. There. Yeah, you have got to be. You're gonna be relying. You almost look at it and go, actually, if we go down to the championship with that, we ain't coming back anytime soon.
2: Yeah,
1: because right. that is a, a tough league to get out of. That is. You know, Burnley have done incredibly well this season. They've had Vincent Company, He's brought some great players over from Belgium, and they've done a, a fantastic job. But with our track record of recruitment at the moment, Tom, you wouldn't you wouldn't bet that we'd do the same.
2: No, you certainly wouldn't. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a worrying time to be honest with you. Everything you've mentioned there, with you know, the board not wanting to to put money in and. You know, we, we're not having contact with these. <laughs> we're not having announcements from anywhere. Uh, there's just there's just nothing to do with Rogers basically either. You know, there's there's no chat from the club about him. So well,
1: they're not going to sack him, are they? Let's be let's be completely real about it. It's the three three as we're sat here tonight, they, they won't sack Brendan Rogers. I don't believe this season uh, unless something drastic happens.
2: Even if we get battered next game, I, I just don't see it. You reckon, you see us getting battered next game. Yeah, well, they haven't done so
0: far, have they? So what's going to be the turning point? It's hard to think of one. Uh, we'd have to be staring relegation, down the barrel of relegation, I think, towards the end of the season before they pulled the plug. And that might be too late. Yeah. Obviously, whoever came in couldn't change the playing staff at that point. Um, if we don't bring in three or four signings, in good signings in January, we're screwed, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I
1: would agree. I think you look at the bottom of the table now that you've got Southampton that are picking up points and they beat Man City in the cup. They look like they're going to start to move away from from it a little bit. He's, he's getting them in the, the right place. Everton and West Ham are shocking, but you'd imagine at some point uh, West Ham in particular would, would pick up with a squad that they've got because they've got a very talented squad. Bournemouth, not great. Wolves, are, I, said, didn't I, Tom, I said to you weeks ago that they'd be all right. Uh, you did, yeah. they got your manager, And yeah. they're picking points up and they're level on points with us now. Yeah. And then that takes us to lead to a one above us and Forest that are two above us. Looking at that and looking for three worst sides at the minute, it's very, very difficult. Of course, Tom, you get a surprise victory on Saturday. A miracle,
2: a miracle as it would be. And you'd It'd be a miracle be. victory on Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the ladies beat. The ladies beat Brighton, didn't they? Yeah, they've not got a World Cup winner in the ladies' squad. I don't think uh, Brighton. They they absolutely turned Liverpool over on Saturday as well. What can we expect from them at the weekend, Steve?
0: I think more of the same of what they did to Liverpool, unless they get cocky as a result of that. They they tore tore Liverpool a new one, didn't they? And the club what to say afterwards? They were they were that well beaten. So, yeah, they're a very impressive team, the way they move the ball. Um, uh, And we'll be lucky to get anything other than a thrashing out of that game, I think.
1: I just think about what that's going to look like, Tom, on on Saturday from within the stadium. Uh, It it could turn pretty toxic. We've seen banners outside, or a banner rather, outside the stadium this evening, saying Rogers out. I believe there's a a fan protest that's starting to be uh, coordinated to be put together for Saturday as well. The right? fans have had enough, haven't they?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we we saw signs up at um, at Forest, didn't we? Um, but yeah, I I would expect us to lose by a, a few goals on Saturday. To be perfectly honest, with with the way we've been at home, it's it's been awful. Um, also, you mentioned West Ham. I believe they've got Bournemouth at the weekend as well, so they're probably going to go ahead of us. So, yeah, we're we're getting pushed
1: further down. Well, one of them is going to go ahead of us, at least, aren't they? So, that's going to be uh, it's going to be really tricky. Steve, do you you have any strong feelings about Leicester City fans at the moment and their their feeling and their expectations and and really how hurt everyone feels at the minute?
0: Um. Well, you've got a lot of new fans that don't remember the struggles, right? And I almost think we should be challenging for the Champions League or the league title every year, which is unrealistic, right? With our with our spend, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what manager we've got. It was a fluke for us to win the league, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but ch- we should be challenging for Europe. I still think it's getting harder and harder. Were clubs like Newcastle spending money and Fulham spending money, it's yeah. going to be going to be a harder battle unless um, we we manage ourselves through financial fair play and make some good signings um, and develop our youth over time. Um, but we should be far better than where we are right now. We should be in the relegation scrap. We should be comfortably in the top half of the table. For me. Um, with the with the bottom six or seven cut adrift, and we shouldn't be amongst that at all.
1: It really uh, felt like we were going to kick on, didn't it, after those victories before the before the break? Yeah.
0: yeah, I was looking up towards Europe. I thought we had an outside chance of of nicking a European position the way we were playing pre World Cup. So. Um, And again, Roger seems lost, but he was before and somehow we turned it around. Sometimes you just need it to go in off your backside and Mm. and get in front first and then maybe, uh, you know, have some lucky escapes and score a second one on the break and the confidence starts to return. But um, it doesn't look like it at the minute.
1: That's why you look at Saturday and think, well, it wasn't great, but we, we were sort of in the game and we had a couple of chances. And then if you've got the look behind you, then they're offside for that first goal. And you, you sort of stick in there and hope for the best at that stage. It's just not, it's just not happening for us, is it, Tom? It's, we're not getting any better luck. Look. look at the Fulham game when Tielemans' volley came back off the bar and Vardy's missing chances. And it's uh, it's just not happening for us at the moment. Yeah,
2: it certainly does feel like, you know, things things that are a bit, a bit 50-50 are going against us, but... Yeah, as as you mentioned, you know we we go one down at Forest, um, and it it felt like no coming back from it. You just you're just hoping for that offside, <laughs> but it was it clearly. I wasn't. thought it
1: was offside at the time when I, when I yeah. watched it. I, yeah, till
2: the The back, uh, the poor the leg,
1: back leg was just too far yeah. back though, wasn't it? And uh, it 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 was unfortunate. Yeah,
2: his his positioning oh, it worries me. It didn't. He didn't look great on. Either of the goals, to be honest, but yeah, it's just lack of confidence. I think isn't it? This, this is the issue going forward, though. You know, we've got all these games left, but the defence just isn't good enough. And if you're starting with that kind of base, it's going to be a tough, a tough season.
1: Hear me out on this. I I thought maybe we could bring in someone like Craig Dawson, who is at West Ham. He's an experienced player. They, they're looking to get rid of him. I think he's probably going to end up at Wolves. I, I'm worried that the players that we seem to be linked with are young up-and-coming players from abroad that are going to take time to settle. Whereas what we need is, we almost need that Robert Hooth moment, Steve, don't we, that got us out the the shit, if you like, all that time ago mm. in the 2014-15 season.
0: Yeah, well, they're looking at that suitor, aren't they? The Australian international Stokes. Stoke. yeah. Where Hooth from, so... Um... And he's young, but he's played in the World Cup and everything else. Um, You never know. And he could come in without, you know, full of confidence, um, without any fear. But we need two or three of those coming in at least, um, bringing in that new spirit and whatever. And maybe one or two of the good players coming back, like Madison. There's still no word on what's wrong with Madison or when he might be back, which is worrying.
1: Yeah, very very much worrying, isn't it? Yeah. I, I look at that and I wonder if this could be a season-ending injury, Steve, and if it is, that would be a huge blow to us.
0: Yeah, or or they are looking to sell him and they don't want him to get injured. So, you know, um, I guess the only good news is if he is injured, it might stop him from being sold in the January window. But yeah, I think he'll definitely be off in the summer if he's not off in January.
1: We could do with him back though, couldn't we? We could.
0: Uh, but one man's not going to save everything, is he? I mean, but if, if he does something that gets us the first goal in a game and then maybe sets up the second goal in the game and we get a win, then the confidence could start coming back. Because it's obviously, uh, I mean, people will say, you know, what's Rogers doing? Is he trying to get the sack or something so he gets his payoff? And uh, what are the players doing? It's, it's just got to be lack of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh, the way they're playing, we know we know they can play better than that. It's never really lack of effort when it comes to football players unless they've got the um, the arse with the club for whatever reason. And noticed, and I noticed when Rodgers kept his job, when we thought he'd lose it pre the the upturn last year, a lot of the players were relieved. You know, the Vardis and the Evans said, oh, we thought he'd be sacked. It's great that, it, that the clubs get faith with him. So I don't think he's lost the players, but he, don't, he don't, he's not doing anything to turn it round. That's the thing. And and the fans, I think, wouldn't care who we got in at the moment. They just want to change.
1: Yeah. But all, almost with that, Tom mentioned earlier, and Tom, I'll come back to you, you're on about uh, the style of play when we were 1-0 down. You almost want to see a, something a little bit different, don't you? So when it comes to playing yeah. around the back and building forward... <laughs> was actually you could do that when the confidence is good because the passes are that little bit crisper and that little bit sharper. When, yeah. when the confidence isn't good, they tend to get a bit loose and then we put ourselves under pressure. I just look at that and I think, you know, is there a, a different way with that? And then that goes back to Steve's two up front and would that make a bit of a yeah. difference from then getting the fullbacks backs pushed on a little bit further up? But what would you want to see different?
2: Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd certainly want to see him try that. This is the problem, like, when we're just holding back, passing side to side, 10, 15 minutes to go, 2-0 down, I'd, I'd rather lose it 4-0. Like, just, just get up there. Just get it up the bloody wings and, and whip it
1: in. Um, I feel like you've had a good go at them.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I don't mind us losing if if we're going to put the effort in, but it just, it just feels like we're not. It just feels like we're not putting that effort in. We're bringing on subs that are... They're not like a step up, are they? You know, Forrest are bringing on players that can run at you and that score goals. And we, we haven't got anything like that on the bench. We've not really got a um, a plan B, or at least that's the way it feels. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like we've got the quality on the bench that we used to
1: at all. Well, no, if you look down that bench on Saturday, I think there was three academy players on there. Vestergaard, C. I think, Steve, if I'm so young at the minute, I'm feeling that I'm never getting a game for Leicester again because we speak about Amarty and Fass being shaky at the moment. He's still not getting a look in, is he?
0: No, he, he must have said that he's going. I can't think of any other reason why Rogers weren't playing um, other than he said he's not committed and he wants out um, because he can't be any worse. Well, he he's not played great, has he, to be honest? But he can't be any worse than that. Two we've got in currently.
1: You wouldn't have thought so. You <laughs> no. really wouldn't have thought so. And of course, just to touch on this, uh, and I'm not laying the blame at his door at all, but Chris, uh, Chris Brunt, Lewis Brunt rather even comes on, and he looked like he had a real struggle as well. Is it a case, Tom, that he's, we're, we're putting players in now that just aren't ready, uh, and that might do them some sort of longer term damage as well?
2: Um, possibly. Yeah. He's probably the sort that needs, needs to go on loan to be honest. I mean, you know, we're we're playing Thomas week in, week out and he's, yeah, he's not at the level. I mean, he's, he's had spells over the last couple of seasons where, where he's done a job, he's done it well, or he's, you know, excited us because he has been something different on that left side, but he just looks way out of his depth and every ball that he was trying to play was getting cut off. Um, and it it doesn't help that you know Barnes in front of him low on confidence was finding the same thing. He was making a run, losing the ball. Yeah, um, you know the. It, it just feels like we don't know who we're passing to at the minute. The the players, it's like they've never played together.
1: It was like Chucker Brothers down the left hand side, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. To me, to you, but it wasn't to me to you. It was to me to them. Yeah, <laughs> that
0: absolutely,
1: the <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah. Just reading at the be- moment that.
0: Back though to have Barnes in front, right? Because even when he's on form, it's always going forward. He doesn't do his defensive shift.
1: Does no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And he puts extra pressure. And let's be honest, if you've got an informed James Justin, you can about get away with that. If yeah. you've got a, an out of form Luke Thomas, you, you definitely can't. Yeah. Just no. reading it, it's, it's very much a rumor at this stage, but uh, Leicester City have reached an agreement with Salzburg for Camille Piakowski. A Polish centre back who's 22 at Red Bull Salzburg. I think he's got three caps for Poland. Six foot three, but again, I was talking to you about lack of experience around the the league. I think he's only played four times for Salzburg this season. Any well, thoughts on that?
2: Top
0: scoring for them, could he? And he's not exactly set the world alight for us. So um, it's a it's a completely different standard in terms of league
1: well we'll see if that one materializes there are some links there are you know it's not completely quiet on the western front at the minute there's a guy called christiansen that's out of fc copenhagen a 20 year old left back who uh, would be available for around 13 million euro um again tom a 20 year old from a danish league we've got a marty from a danish league um it's a different level to expect someone to come in at isn't it this is
2: it. We're just kind of picking from the same pool of players again, aren't we? And we've not seen that pay off really, other than, say, Tillman's in the last, uh, in the last season or two.
0: Well, Tillman's wasn't a cheap buy, was he? He was forty million or something. So, yeah, the uh, young lad though has at least played Champions League football for Copenhagen. So he's had some experience of of top level
1: football just reading as well that dean henderson the forest goalkeeper is out for a month after uh, a thigh injury that is sustained in the last minute on on saturday so my that last was a bizarre last moment, bit wasn't of good it? news i don't mean that obviously you yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're still recruiting and they recruiting looks to be fairly smart i thought that's is it, Scarpa? I thought he looked fairly decent on Saturday yeah. for for them in the midfield. And they're signing yeah. Danilo at the moment from uh, Palmeiras as well in in Brazil, who's supposed to be really highly rated. So the clubs are getting deals done. Villa have signed a lad from America today, a striker. Um, the, there is money being spent out there. It's just not being spent by by us. Steve, if we come to the end of the window, and we haven't we haven't made any significant signings. What does that mean for us this season?
0: Well, I think it means we'll be very lucky to survive in the Premier League and you've got to question the ambition of the club, right? And although I don't blame Top for the lack of money, because I think it's ultimately because we've pissed it away on poor signings on high wages in the past that we haven't got a, a lot of money to spend. Um at the end of the day, he's in charge of everything, right? He he picks the manager. He helps pick the head of recruitment. He's still working with Rudkin, who does all the commercial deals and negotiates the packages for the players. Um, so he's got to have a look at himself as, as well at some point um, in terms of um, how he wants to run the club and where he wants it to be. I mean, the thing I liked about Rodgers when we brought him in is he seemed to be a manager for the future and to take his place and that started to happen and now you can't see a manager for the future wanting to come.
1: No, well that goes back to the old adage of if you don't have Rogers here who, who do would you get in at the moment who who would be the, the man to take over before I ask you that though what's your position Tom on brennan Rogers where where do you want where where do you see him at the moment do you want him here do you want him gone?
2: It's it's a tough one. Um but I find it very difficult to back him up um, based on what we've seen over the last six months.
1: Yeah. Is that almost hard to say for you there, is it? Well, I think I think it's as,
2: as Steve's just said there, you know, this this was all put in place for us to kick on. And mm-hmm. um and it's certainly all fell apart. Um yeah. it's I'm just really struggling to, to think of who you'd get in, whether it be a player or a manager, um, that, that can get us out of this mess at the minute, to be honest with you.
1: Feels like we're in deep shit, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve, what about for you? How do you sort of sit on the Brendan Rogers in versus out debate?
0: Um, I have mixed feelings about it because I think he is a good coach. I'm not sure... You know, Cotty would talk about how, uh, didn't he, about how great a man-manager Martin O'Neill is. Is he a good man-manager? I think the players respect him as a coach, but uh, he doesn't seem to get the best out of them, whereas Martin always did that, right? And He squeezed every
1: be, last drop out of them, didn't
0: he? He did. He might not have been as tacti- tactically astute or aware of what all the options were, but uh, uh, what's the point if you can't put it into action on the field? Oh, yeah. So um, I might give him another couple of games just to see if he can start to turn it around, but that that's about all. I mean, it was a, as Tom said, it was a lack of fight after going a goal down at Forest really you just it's not acceptable.
1: flipping that question back so for, before we move on for, for me, I think time is now ripe for change and um, across the club, whether that be the players. Uh, the manager or dare I even see some some investment there to come into the club uh, that would be needed to, to refresh things there. at that sort of level. I think it's it's absolutely in dire need of where we go. And, I, you know, I, I can't believe I would be saying this 12 months ago, but if you're me Sean Dyche for the rest of the season now, I'd, I'd take it. Because at least you try and harness an approach where... You get a bunch of lads that would be willing to sort of die for the shirt. That management style that you're talking about—is he a long-term leader of the club? Absolutely not, and he's not particularly well want to do that. But that's where I'm at at the moment. We need to do something because by not doing anything, it makes the ownership, in my opinion, complicit on what's going on, and that's where I'm concerned at the minute. So, what's your view on the ownership and and there? You know, I think the fans called it silence to me uh, over the weekend.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's felt like that for a, a good while. I mean, how many how many transfer windows have we got to the end of, and, and we're wondering when we're pulling the trigger on something. Um, so it, you know, we we just feel like we're slipping away at the moment, and un- unfortunately, it feels like it is coming down to money um, on that side of things. So um, I'm, I'm kind of with you when when you're talking about Sean Dyche. I mean, someone like that coming in. Would at least shake the players up and make them think. You know what?
1: We can't. We can't sit there and do what we're doing. It doesn't even matter for me at the moment. But it comes in, and I can't believe. It. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah, that is, it is the way about what that would represent in terms of a bit of bounce. But I guess the question I was asking was: Do you, do you lay any of the blame for this at, at top store?
2: I think you've got to. I mean, it's running right through the club at the minute, isn't it? It's not. It's not just who's on the field. And we can only we can only field who we've got, so it's yeah, absolutely. Some of the blame has has got to go to the owners.
1: Hard to hear, Steve.
0: It is because they've been fantastic, haven't they? But um, you know, net spend we haven't spent a lot, so they've been pretty frugal from that perspective, um, and we haven't spent wisely. Right back to Ranieri, I mean, what a load of money he pissed away on Slomani and Musa and. Um, there was a few others, wasn't there? Who was the centre half? Um, oh, Fernandez. But yeah, yeah, some Hernandez, wasn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah uh, there was quite a few like that that we we spent a lot of money away on, and and there were we did nothing with them. Um, Inla, I suppose, as well. Gokhan Inla. There was quite a lot, and um, and maybe that's made top more cautious in terms of you know um, giving money to to managers to spend. But um, you know, Rudkin's got to take some responsibility as well. Um so of the various um recruitment, head of recruitments that we've had, I mean, obviously Rogers brought his guy in from Celtic and I can't remember if he made a good signing, Probably James Justin wasn't it was his. Um, Maybe Dennis Pratt might have been there, um, Castagna, but a lot of duffers. That that They're guy. A lot. Of. Um,
1: that was a lot, wasn't there. Yeah. So yeah, like the the transfers over the last couple of years. Obviously, we've got Fass in this season, uh, who we had to we had to sign someone at centre back. So we didn't have anyone else. You go back a season and you, <laughs> it's just depressing. To I'm reading it and laughing because it's so bad. Uh, Ryan Bertrand, Yannick Vestergaard, Samare, who is an unproven talent still, probably, and that's being kind. He's only 22 still. Patson Dacca, probably in the same boat. And um, our last January signing, Tom, was Ryan Bennett. That's the last time we opened the checkbook. For, it wasn't even for it was for a loan in January. Uh, probably before that, it was probably Yuri Tillemans on loan. So we don't tend to do much trade in January, but we have to now, don't we?
2: We absolutely have to now. Yeah. I think I think if we don't, then we are going down, to be honest. Um I mean, there's there's positions that we've looked at for for season upon season, you know, looking for that right winger. Um we've just not been able to to put someone in, in that place. And yeah, what, what we're doing with strikers at the minute, I don't know because Vardy's not the answer, unfortunately, anymore. And um I don't know, you know, Ian Acho's had a bit of a rocky
0: road. Dakar isn't it for me. Personally, I will play the, the two of them up front. Uh, but play them up front, because Ian Acho seems to come on and be all over the park. He's not playing up front with whoever is coming on with. Um, even if we have to play three at the back. But we can't play three at the back until we get somebody back from injury or we sign a couple of players.
1: He could play Siungu back there couldn't he?
0: Well he could if if he wants to play, if he really wants to play and if he's up for it Um, you would imagine he isn't. You could play Castagne there, right, but then yeah. who you you've got no fullbacks.
1: Yes, yeah, good point. Oh God I thought it was going to make me feel a bit better chatting to you guys today.
2: Or Brighton is right wing back.
1: back. <laughs> we talk about right winger uh, uh, again another rumour uh, which has been pretty well documented from Fabrizio Romano was uh, Gonzalez from Fiorentina. Uh, Leicester have, uh, allegedly made a thirty million uh, pound bid for him. So there is money there. If that's the case, that's a, it's a healthy size bid. Twenty twenty-four year old. That's an Argentina international. Um, but it's got quite a bad injury record as well. So um, yeah, it, it might might well come off. It might well not. But there, you know, if it's a thirty million pound bid going in, that doesn't suggest that we're short for a few quid there, Tom.
2: No, no, and these are the kind of risks you've got to take. I mean, you're saying about him perhaps maybe being injury-prone, but, you know, what? We've, we need to do something. That's that's the fact. So we do need to kind of spin the roulette a bit and uh, hope for the best.
1: Well, I'd go and get Harry Maguire back on loan. That would be my first point. <laughs> no? That's no, 16 um, points.
2: You never it, know. I mean, a coming game back game into game our game. squad, he
1: might well make an impact. Yeah, well, I think he'd make a huge impact. Yeah,
0: Steve. Uh, he never down. I thought he was a good player for us, Maguire, He got slagging just because he chose to go on and do better things at Man U. But um, yeah. uh, I don't think he ever let us down.
1: And I'd also go and get Saar from Watford. That'd be my other thing that I'd go and do at the minute. Uh, he's a good, good player, pacey can make things happen. And we don't have enough players like that in the in the squad. Let's talk about players that can make things happen. You have Madison, you've got Barnes, and that's probably about it. Uh, and Madison's injured and Barnes is bang out of form. So we need a magician from somewhere, don't we?
0: Yeah, we do.
1: Anything else that you want to discuss today, chaps? I, uh, I put a, a little question out there on the Twitter page to see if anyone's got any questions for you guys to answer tonight. So uh, I've got a couple that have come back in. Um, has top run out of money? That was uh, One of the first. <laughs> you see, I don't actually.
0: I don't think it's. I don't think it's anything to do with King Power and they're struggling because of the COVID and all the revenues are down and whatever. I, I think it's financial fair play that he's watching more than anything else. Um, uh, of course, he's got to decide how much they they continue to invest. Um, considering where we're at at the moment his investment's not looking so healthy but um, no, I, I, I don't think there's any issue with him not having money I think it's more to do with financial fair play uh,
1: Has he got the clout though, Tom? Has he got the financial muscle that some of the other big bigger boys that you look at the Villa chairman that's one of the richest men around at the moment and stuff like that He's, uh, Top's trying to run the club on a sustainable level Can you run a Premier League club on a sustainable level or is it it a rich man's play thing these days?
2: I think, unfortunately, it is a rich man's playing field, to be honest. You know, owners like what's coming for Newcastle, Man City, we can't really compete with that. At least, well, we can't. (laughs) That's just a fact. Um, So, yeah, I I think there's just other opportunities around the Premier League that you look at and you think, they're on the rise and for some reason when we looked in and around it we still weren't attracting that sort of next level. Well and Man City not
0: that bad to be honest I mean they sell players and they buy players for bargain prices I mean Harlem yeah. for odd million you know yeah they did all right um, uh, it's it's Man U it's Chelsea it will be Newcastle Chelsea in particular
1: isn't it yeah
0: that just go spend 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 and you're allowed to do that in your first year as a new owner, but after that, you're not. But you can still pay the fine.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's probably the point that will come down to. Uh, I've seen Bournemouth have signed a, a winger today, Otara, um, who we were linked with actually for twenty million quid. That's a team that get ten thousand fans week in week out. That is their capacity, and they've gone out and splashed twenty mil on a on a winger to try and keep them up it gives that it gives you a little bit of faith doesn't it when you when you get some new signings coming in
0: yeah it does uh and we desperately need some and and not not fillers like uh, bertrand or vestigal we need someone that's going to make a
1: difference i see Adam Ola-Luckman has scored the second most amount of goals in serie a this season uh he's only Oss- man that he's uh, behind of he's got nine goals and three assists so far this season Eleven million quid. We could have had him for. would have yeah, had him right now, wouldn't we?
0: That's an absolute shambles. Fair, yeah, Roger, did him, didn't he? It wasn't. That's not a Roger's decision. That's we haven't got enough money to yeah. to have wages.
1: Another question that came in was on potential Brendan Rogers replacements. Uh, it could be an interesting one. If you haven't done it already, who would you have instead of Brendan Rogers?
0: I'd I'd struggle to think of anyone that'd go. We should be him, him, or him. Uh, Pochettino always gets thrown up, doesn't he? I just think anyone that can motivate the team and get the best out of them right now, even if it's not a long term part of our strategy, um, does it come down to who would want to come
1: now? That's quite a big yeah. part of that question, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: I think so. And uh, look, top would, uh, you know, if you look at what's going on, we've got, is it six or seven players out of contract this season, a load more next season? So, what backing are they going to get? There's obviously going to be a, a question that will be asked. Um, and we haven't got long of the window left. We're halfway through it now, aren't we? So.
1: Depends if they keep putting any more 36 year olds on 150 grand a week, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Is that madness? Some of the deals we've done have just been crazy. Uh, Ricardo Pereira, when he was injured and we gave him a new four year deal, yeah. he, I don't think he's ever going to be the same again. I don't think that quality that we had from him will ever come back with, with that injury that he's got. Tom, have you got <laughs> any names that you would look to replace Rogers with?
2: I think I'm with you that, that we'd struggle to. To have our pick of manager, if you like. Um, I know when when Rogers was having the poor run before, you know, people were looking at Thomas Frank, perhaps yeah. even Graham yeah. Potter, but obviously it's not gonna ha- well, it might happen. <laughs> <If both laughs> we'll Potter against sack. Yeah, but yeah, I'd have loved to have Thomas Frank at the time. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, we've missed the boat on something like that.
1: Yeah, we have, yeah, 100 <laughs> percent
2: might be an interesting
0: one but you know he's almost nailed on to be a Premier League manager next year with Burnley anyway why would he take the chance over to Leicester yeah
1: yeah. no he's done a great job with Burnley I'd take Vincent company but you know some of the names we're talking about now we might have been able to attract 12 months 18 months ago I'm not sure that's the case final question I've got for you Steve this hour's absolutely flown by again is there any hope for the club? That was what someone has put on, uh, on the- <laughs> <laughs> is there. Is there any hope? Is there any positive that we can leave on tonight? There's always hope. I
0: mean, look, we turned it around before the World Cup, didn't we? And uh, and it never looked like it. And I thought Rogers had to go at that point and somehow we turned it around. Um, and the break really did us no good at all um, because confidence was high at that point. Um, so you never know. Uh, of course, there's hope. We might um, get some of our better players back. Um, you know, Ricardo and Madison might be superheroes in the latter part of the year. We might make three or four great signings during January that make a huge difference. So, of course, there's hope. Yeah, we've got a hope, haven't we? Any um, happy- on Saturday? As fans have been down in the doldrums before, this is this last nine years has been like uncharted territory for Leicester, hasn't it? Yeah, but I don't want us to give that away and and go back to the glory days of being a yo yo club. I'd rather us continue to build and stay in the Premier League, but um, there's always hope.
1: What message would you give to the fans turning up on Saturday, Tom, to the King Power? A tough game against Brighton that probably we wouldn't expect to get too much from, uh, given their form this season.
2: Yeah, yeah, you make a good point there. It's it's not the sort of game that you'd you'd be going into thinking we're taking three points away from this any other season. So perhaps we shouldn't be too harsh on the lads this weekend coming. Um, I think it's just the fact that you know the, the knock on effect of the poor performances. Particularly at home, like there's been some atrocious games that we've been to this season. Um, I think it's all, almost rude to tell the fans, you know, <laughs> that they're not entitled to get a bit pissed off with it. To be perfectly honest, so yeah, uh, I
1: that.
2: so yeah, um, I'd say it's. Awesome. I understand why fans get pissed off and boom, but they yeah. know no way that going to help turn things around. Not unless someone's fired, which is what I assume it's it's done for. Um, I don't I don't see another reason for it other than you know I, I can't see our players coming out the next week and and putting up a putting up the fight that we've not seen if if you're just booing them off. But there you go.
1: No, I agree. So my my parting shot tonight would be we'll feel how we feel uh, in terms of where the club's at at the moment, but. We've got a job to do when we get in there on Saturday in terms of us as fans as well. And we've got to back the team. We've got to get behind the lads and we've got to, as unlikely as it may be, you know, it's hard to say that about a game against Brighton. It's not like it's Man City, is it? But Mm. uh, we've got to roll them on to a bit of good fortune, a bit of good luck and and hopefully uh, three points, which would do us the world of good. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. I'm going to keep telling myself this week. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, uh, remember, like Fulham, uh, Brighton are a better team than Chelsea and Liverpool. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Guys, that's that's it. That's our hour gone tonight. Thanks very much for joining us for what probably seems like therapy for, for many of you Blue Army that are listening. We appreciate you listening. A bit of big news on the podcast front. Uh, this time next week, we're going to be joined by ex-Leicester City uh, player, Stan Collymore, who's going to join us for our show. So that's that's really one to look forward to. And uh, we'll get into his past history at the club and uh, and various other topics, I, I Le assume. Man- so <laughs> hey? the Manga? La Manga, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, definitely, yeah, that's the case. But that's another episode of It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy Chaps. Enjoy your week. Tom, I'll see you on Saturday. Good day. Yeah. Steve, thank you very much.
2: Yeah,
0: thanks, guys.
1: And we'll join you you next week.
0: Yeah.